0: Okay, so we are beginning session six, last session in our study, Leave a Legacy. Nobody have any answers to that question, right? If you could be known for one unusual achievement, what would it be? Encourager. Character? Encourager. Encourager, okay. Anybody else? All right, let's look at uh, Bible Meets Life then. Someone go ahead and read. We experience many of our
1: greatest freedoms today because someone was willing to step out and do something that ultimately made a difference and changed the world.
2: We call those
1: people legacy builders. Sir Nicholas Winton was a legacy builder. In 1938, Hitler ordered his troops to march into Czechoslovakia. Word was already spreading that the Germans were mistreating the Jews and Winton chose to do something. Even as he continued his job as a stockbroker, Wynton began raising money to fund the transport of Jewish children out of Nazi-occupied Czechoslovakia and Poland. Because of his efforts, 669 Jewish children escaped what would have been imminent death in Nazi prison camps. Vera Diamant Gissing, one of the children rescued, pointed to his legacy. She said, Vinton did far more than save one generation because he saved the lives of these 669 children. He also ultimately saved the lives of their children and grandchildren. Talk about leaving a legacy. Mm -hmm. King Asa was another man who also left a legacy. In his life, we see a man who impacted the generations that followed him.
0: Okay, so the things we do for God and others can make a difference now and in the future. And we can think about how that has happened in each of our lives at some particular point or another. What is the point?
3: Godly living impacts future generations.
0: Absolutely. Godly living impacts future generations. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you once again asking that you would help us to see how faith and godliness of one person can have a positive impact on others for many generations to come. May we each desire to fit into that category of allowing others to be impacted by our lives. Guide us in our study today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. um, The death of King Asa, well, we are all surrounded by a culture, aren't we? Yes, And uh, we often are impacted by the culture that we are surrounded by. Uh, The culture uh, that lives for the moment is what we are are surrounded by. But how we live in those moments can have reverberations that go far beyond the moments uh, that we find ourselves in at a particular time. The life and example of King Asa had an impact on his son Jehoshaphat who succeeded him as king. Regardless of our position in life others are watching us and we can have a positive impact on how they will walk with Christ. You know as I I think about this I, I remember early in my Christian walk I had a disagreement with a brother and it was a bad one. And uh, I really acted immature and um, a young brother came to me and I could see the pain in his face. And he said, I am so hurt by your behavior toward this brother because I looked up to you. Boy, that stuck me in my heart like a dagger because I didn't, there was no, I didn't have a clue that somebody was watching my life as an example for their own. I didn't have a clue, but we all watched. Yes. People are always watching us.
2: Yes.
0: And I made amends with that brother and everything went on quite well from then. boy, that was a valuable lesson to learn, and a painful yeah. one.
2: Yeah. What was your response to him? What was your response?
0: I was in shock. I couldn't... <laughs> I was speechless. I <laughs> yeah, of course I apologized, but I was speechless. Wow. You know, I was speechless okay let's we have we have a couple of passages three passages to read but before we do let's look at the setting the death of king asa brought sadness to the southern kingdom of judah he had been the king of judah for 41 years for many of it uh, for many if not most of the people asa had been the only king that they had ever known the people loved him as evidenced by the honors given at his death as recorded in second chronicles chapter 16 verse 14 then as inevitably occurred the crown is passed on to a new generation asa's son jehoshaphat became king and we look today in our passages and see what kind of king he became whether he followed his father's example or whether he did his own thing Hmm. All right, so let's look at the first passage we have, Second uh, Chronicles 17,
3: 1-6. His son, Jehoshaphat, became king in his place and strengthened himself against Israel. He stationed troops in every fortified city of Judah and set garrisons in the land of Judah and in the cities of Ephraim that his father Asa had captured. Now the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because he walked in the former ways of his father David. He did not seek the Baals, but sought the God of his father and walked on his commands, not according to the practices of Israel. <coughs> so the Lord established the kingdom in his hand. Then all Judah brought him tribute, and he had riches and honor in abundance. His mind rejoiced in the Lord's ways, and he again removed the high places and Asherah post from Judah. Keywords, the Baals, verse 3. Baal was the storm and fertility god of the Canaanites. The plural form of the word refers to the various forms of the deity worshipped in different locations. Tribute, verse 5. The word tribute most often refers to a superior power exacting payment from a weaker or conquered nation. The people of Judah free brought Jehoshaphat tribute to honor him. The reality is, we all try to imitate somebody. As kids, we might have imitated our mom and dad or one of our siblings. Even as adults, some of us will try to imitate celebrities or public figures, even if they may not be the best examples to be imitating. This is not the case for Jehoshaphat. Growing up, he had watched his father, King Asa, make some tough decisions as he led the kingdom. Even though some of those choices had bordered between honoring and following God first and allowing the people in the kingdom to do whatever they wanted, Asa strived to follow God in most of his decisions. As a result, when Jehoshaphat took over the reign of the kingdom after his father's death, he also sought to honor God in all of his decisions. Jehoshaphat was so diligent in this that the biblical writer even likened him to Israel's highest ideal, King David. Jehoshaphat followed the example of his father in two ways. One, physical protection. Asa had gained a victory over the northern kingdom of Israel, 2 Chronicles 16, 4-6. And Jehoshaphat followed through by strengthening their defenses. One victory is not always a guarantee of no more attacks. And Jehoshaphat sought to secure Judah against any potential threats. Two spiritual protection the people had an ongoing tendency to follow their own ways which led them down the path of worshipping the Baals like his father Jehoshaphat was not going to have it in his kingdom he once again set out to rid the kingdom of any of the places where worshipping false gods was taking place no one can force others to change their thinking but Jehoshaphat sought to protect them spiritually By removing the high places and asherah poles that encourage false worship as a result of jehoshaphat's (laughs) actions and his commitment to follow god's ways the lord blessed him so the lord established the kingdom in his hand then all judah brought him tribute and he had riches and honor in abundance in response jehoshaphat's mind rejoiced in the lord's ways he did not rejoice in the prosperity of blessings themselves his worship was centered in the one he provided. It's far better to focus our minds on rejoicing in the ways of God than to be filled with uneasiness or a restless spirit. We should learn to get our minds in a place where we are thinking constantly about what do about doing what God wants us to do. One, before you ever get out of bed in the morning, talk to God. Ask Him to direct every step and thought. As you go about the day. Invite him to walk along with you no matter what the day will hold. Two, keep the conversation open with God. <coughs> Trust Christ, rely on his Holy Spirit, and keep praying. Pray constantly. 1 Thessalonians 5:17. 3. Keep in mind those who those whose examples you have tried to imitate through the years. When a difficult situation arises, think back to their godly examples and follow their lead. Four. While you may not be worshiping idols in your life, you may have allowed things in your life to take the place of God, or to have a higher priority in your life than they should. Remove those things from your life, just as Asa and Jehoshaphat had to keep to keep removing the high places and after poles from their kingdoms. You may have to work continually to keep those to keep these things from ruining your life
0: okay uh, question number two before we go on to looking at what we have in that content we have question number two mm-hmm. who are some godly leaders who have influenced you
3: that's alan lee
0: okay alan lee yeah, anybody, I'm anybody I'm else Melissa Rye,
3: Billy Graham.
0: Billy Graham, okay. David Jeremiah. David Jeremiah. Earl Wish. Earl Wish, okay. <laughs> yeah, for me it was um, um, Alan Lee, Pastor Lee, and um, Ned Wallace. Ned Wallace is um, Anton's uncle, Anton's dad's oldest brother, and he was like a mentor to me, one of those leaders that I really looked up to. He led us in our youth ministry. Uh, And uh, our first overseas outreach, uh, he led us on, Uh, but he was a tremendous leader. And of course, Alan Lee, um, in many ways, uh, we were excited when Alan came to our assembly to preach. Everybody is excited. You know, and uh, when we had to make a decision to change assemblies, of course, we would go where Alan Lee was, and that is at Calvary. But notice uh, some uh, notes, some information about Jehoshaphat and his reign uh, that we looked at in the passage that we read. His name means Yahweh judged or Yahweh established the right. Don't you like how names meant something in those days? Yes. And people were characteristic of what their names meant. And uh, it's disturbing today to hear the names of some individuals and then to look at their character. Uh, it's so confusing. And then he led the nation for 25 years. Anyone could remember somebody who led a nation for 25 years? He was a good ruler and he was faithful to the Lord. What a combination! Good. Leader and faithful to the Lord. And at the beginning of his reign, he was a strong, godly leader. Mm-hmm. But look, consider in the text, in the passage that we read today, how Jehoshaphat followed his father, Asa's example. In two ways. What were those two ways? <laughs> Two ways are mentioned in the in the in the paragraphs that we read. What are the two ways? Okay. Veils. Yeah, that's one of the things that he did.
3: And physical
2: protection.
0: Physical protection. And what's the other one? Spiritual protection. Two areas that leaders are called upon to protect those that they lead: physical protection and spiritual protection. In physical protection, Asa gained victory over the northern kingdom of Israel. According to Second Chronicles 164 6 Jehoshaphat followed through by strengthening their defenses. And so he followed in his father's footsteps. In his example, then spiritual protection, like his father, Jehoshaphat set out to rid the kingdom of any of the places where worshiping false gods was taking place. And that was the Asherah, the poles and all the other stuff that was there. Good examples uh, uh, for for us to look at. Two possible ways, uh, possible meanings of how he strengthened himself against Israel. It could mean that at the beginning of his reign, Jehoshaphat reinforced Judah's military strength against its northern rival Israel. That's what it could mean. One of the things that it could mean. And then... Uh, the voice also may refer to how, the, how he firmly established his rule over Judah. The Hebrew term translated against can also be translated as over. Either way the new king was apparently a strategic thinker. He thought strategically in leading his people and he depended on God for that kind of thinking. But notice uh, uh, the things we should get out of our minds in in a place where we are thinking constantly about doing what God wants wants us to do. One, ask God to direct every step and thought as we go about the day. Do we do that? Asking God to direct every thought and every step. We know we live in a world where the devil is constantly monitoring us, getting on our case, causing us, to trying to cause us to trip up. Mm -hmm. We know that because of the story of Job. Job, God opened the window and showed us that uh, uh, some of the activities that that Satan is involved in, uh, in relation to, to believers. And so we know he's not idle when it comes to believers. And so ask God to direct every step and thought as you go about the day. Uh, he's going to plan some roadblocks, some stumbling blocks, and we need to be aware of them. Invite him to walk along with you no matter what the day will hold. Do you invite God to walk with you? Yes. Lord, you know, we, we have, a, we have a, a situation sometimes where we need to go somewhere, and we're probably timid, and we ask a friend, come go with me. Well, we ask God to do the same thing, come go with me. And then, uh, secondly, keep the conversation open with God. Trust Christ, rely on His Holy Spirit, and keep praying. 1 Thessalonians says, pray what?
3: Constantly.
0: Constantly, all the time. Be in an attitude of prayer all the time. And then, thirdly, keep in mind those whose examples you have tried to imitate through the years. When a difficult situation arises, think back to their godly examples and follow their lead. Paul said something to the effect that follow me as I follow Christ. And the same applies to godly leaders, those who whose good examples we have learned from and uh, we can benefit from. And then fourth and finally, remove those things from your life you may have allowed to take the place of God or to have a higher priority in your life than they should. You may have to work continually to keep these things from ruling your life. There are some stubborn things in our lives that we need to keep a handle on. Uh, Keep at arm's length. Keep at a distance. Keep in check, uh, as it were. Okay, question number three. How have you benefited from the spiritual legacy of those, you've gone be- those who have gone before you? How have you benefited from the spiritual legacy of those who have gone before you?
3: Knowing that they set a foundation for you to build
0: on. Okay, and you you utilize that foundation as a
3: stepping block.
0: As a stepping block. Okay. Anyone else?
2: Christian, I can. Hmm. The Christian life, when walk
0: in the Lord. Your Christian life?
2: Their Christian life.
0: Their Christian life, and how they walk with the Lord, okay.
2: Every time I'm going to do this, they a And I think of, what I said, well, what could I be saying this?
0: She was a strange woman. And I'm ready to go by. I do that saw her there. To I would always chuckle, um... Anton's dad uh, and I served together in ministry and I would often chuckle uh, when he talked about his brother's uh, example of leading is of course Ned Wallace was his older brother and he, I remember him saying one time he had a financial issue and he called his brother Ned uh, to help him out and he said instead of Ned coming with the checkbook Ned came with a with a, a pencil <laughs> and a legal pad. <laughs> and when I think about, that's the kind of person Ned was. He came with his pencil and legal pad, and he went to the scriptures. <laughs> and and uh, um, I thought dad would say, boy, you know, that was Ned. That, that was the way Ned was. You know, and I I'd often think about that. And that's the way he was. Whenever you went to him with an, an issue or a problem, he would pull out his Bible. And he would pull out a legal part and he always kept notes. If was sitting in the service, he'd always be writing. I mean, he write tons and tons and tons. And I often wondered if he actually read that stuff that he wrote. <laughs> but he'd always be writing, he'd be sitting in the service, and he wrote. And I remember when I preached my first sermon, he came to me and he said, uh, he pulled out his notes, and he said, uh, this sermon was too rich.
2: <laughs>
0: so I said, What do you mean too rich? <laughs> When he started to go through his notes.
2: So
0: that means yeah. he's reading. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I finally he read it. He read it. So uh, uh, we we are to benefit from the spiritual legacy of those who've gone before us. Anyone have an example of anyone else? Sister Laila. Nancy. Violet Wiesh. Violet Okay. Anyone else? My aunt. Your aunt. All right. And it's good to reflect on those legacies, isn't it?
2: Yes.
0: You know, we learn a lot from those who have gone before us. As the song says, may those who go before us find us faithful. So may we follow the example of their godly legacies. Okay, next we'll see how the extent to which Jehoshaphat went to reach the people. The extent that he went to reach the people. And we look at... uh, What's the next passage? Second Chronicles seventeen seven nine. to nine. I want to take that one. <laughs> Let's not all go at once. <laughs> <Those> names. <laughs> oh those names. Yeah, those oh, okay. names. <laughs> oh that's the reluctance. Okay.
1: In the third year of his reign, Jehoshaphat sent his officials Ben Hal, Obadiah, Zechariah. Nethanel and Machiah to teach in the cities of Judah. The Levites with them were Shemaiah, Nathaniah, Zebadiah, Asahel, Shemaroth, Jonathan, Jonathan Adonijah, Joabjah, and Tob Adonijah. The priests Elishama and Jerahm were these. With these Levites. They taught throughout Judah, having the Book of the Lord's instruction with them. They went throughout the towns of Judah and taught the people. This is no reflection on my teachers, but I remember very little about many of my high school classes. I'm thinking especially of algebra and geometry. (laughs) It's not that the teachers didn't do their jobs well, but I never used these subjects beyond my school assignments. Should I need ever come up Should the need ever come up for this pastor to solve a quadratic equation, I would definitely need a refresher course. Now the Jewish people needed a refresher course in the ways of God. After Jehoshaphat had strengthened and fortified all the cities in his kingdom, he then turned his attention to strengthening the people by teaching them the Lord's ways. Strengthening the people called for more than just removing the high places, and Asherah poles. It included building the right form of worship and obedience in their lives, and that came by instructing them in God's word. Jehoshaphat sent two distinct groups to carry out this task. One, his officials. The members of his cabinet likely oversaw the teaching of what we would call a civics class. Two, the Levites and priests. The priests came from the tribe of Levites, but not all Levites were priests. They accompanied the king's officials to focus on teaching the ceremonial law and the sacrificial practices at the temple. This assembly of teachers covered everything the people needed to know to ensure proper obedience to the king, their country, and most importantly, to God. King Jehoshaphat initiated the refresher course to unify the nation in everything they did, and the unified nation would be a stronger nation. Learning and following the ways of God was vitally important for them as a nation and as individuals, and it is equally important for us. A lot of the stuff we learn in school helps us fulfill our roles as productive members of society. What we learn from God's word, however, goes far beyond that. Of course, it helps us to be productive, but it does so by leading us in goodness and righteousness. And even more so, it leads us to be productive in the kingdom of God. It gives us wisdom far beyond anything we'll ever learn in school. I have more insight than all my teachers because their decrees are my meditation. Psalm 119, verse 99. Jehoshaphat not only led by acting to make sure they heard God's word, but he lived it out in front of them. We benefit when we see living examples of God's truth. For me, it was Jim, my sixth grade Sunday school teacher. He not only taught God's Word to a bunch of rowdy sixth grade boys week after week, but his life was a living example of God's Word outside the classroom. I want you to do the same, and I hope you will too. Let's be a Jehoshaphat and a Jim in the lives of others. Living examples of the truth in God's Word.
0: Okay. So we know that one of the most important institutions of any society is its schools, right? Its schools. Educating the next generation is a crucial task for the future of any nation. Skilled and caring teachers who interact directly with students are indispensable if schools are to succeed. King Jehoshaphat understood this principle and he acted to spread the truth of God's word throughout his kingdom. In the third year of his reign, the king sent five of his top government officials, princes, on a teaching mission throughout the realm. Some commentators suggest that the early part of Jehoshaphat's reign was a a co-regency shared with his father, Asa, who had contracted a debilitating disease in his feet. If this is the case, this year, the third year, marks the beginning of his own effective rule. In that case, zeal for reform marked Jehoshaphat's reign from the beginning. And you know, people uh, often want to put their children in a school uh, where the environment is different from anywhere else. And we find that at Kingsway, a lot of kids' parents put their children in Kingsway because it's a Christian school, and they figure that'll be good for them. But I've seen uh, many, at uh, many academy meetings, the school's administration up to chastise parents mm-hmm. for, way, for the way they dress when they show up at oh, <laughs> in the school's campus. Oh, we've seen you've seen it? Yeah, you've yeah, seen I mean, yeah. the, the ladies come in these little skimpy outfits and stuff like that and the, and the administrators have to get up before the academy meeting and, and, and tell the parents, you, you know, you can't come to school like that. No, you, you know, they want their children to be in a, in a Christian environment right. but they're not Christians. They're not Christians. And um, I think uh, it was, it was uh, Craig who said the, the other evening that um, at um, the school where his kids go, uh, the unsaved kids come in to the school, who they take into the school, are now corrupting the, the, the Christian kids. Mm-hmm. So they're they now bar the, the unsaved Christians from coming in. Alright? And so we see the principle that uh, Asia established here uh, through the schools, through a system of education. And that is very, very important uh, in our day and time as well. Uh, many parents make decisions on where to send their children uh, based on that. Yes. You know, uh, um, our children have always been in Christian school, except I think for, there was one year when Pastor Welmy was a principal at a primary school that I, I attended, and we allowed Janika to go there because he was the principal. And we trusted him as a godly Christian leader, and that was the only time that she was in a public school. You know, uh, But parents send their children to schools because they, 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 they want their children to be in the kind of environment uh, where they're going to benefit from and not be influenced in a negative way. And Ezra was on, uh, um, Jehoshaphat was on the right track when he began his rule in this way. Question number four. What are some biblical principles you hope to pass on to others? Pray without mm-hmm.
3: Praying without praying ceasing.
0: Praying without ceasing. Okay. Getting into, the word. Getting into the Word. When do people often find themselves praying?
2: Yeah. Trouble.
0: Yeah, whenever trouble Troubles. starts. When they get into trouble, they don't know God until they get into trouble. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. I think um, in the time that we're living now, it's kind of hard for parents. And a lot of parents, like you know in the movies we attended Sunday school along with our children and these today's parents they don't know anything about Sunday school so I think they need to start uh, uh, someday bring forth something that the parents know about just Christianity or Godly principle you know they should have some classes planned because yeah. they really don't know something there's yes, uh, a because we are losing the younger generation, because
0: they don't know much about the gospel. Mm-hmm. Well, there are people who have uh, there are Sunday schools. I mean, all over there's a there's a police superintendent. I think he retired, and he started a Sunday school in the, the Town area, and mm-hmm. uh, that went on for years. I think it's still going on for years I and think years. The yeah, definitely. Huh? It's still going on. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I remember one time they, they approached us at Calvary, with honoring uh, Brother Greg Sweeting, for his involvement uh, with the Christ, from the Christian Bookshop standpoint in providing curriculum and that sort of stuff. But Christian, and you know, when I got involved in Sunday school, it was at three Sunday school was at three o'clock in the afternoon on a Sunday afternoon, yeah. and uh, I drove the bus picking up children from Yellow Elder, taking them over the hill to the little place that was called Hillside Bible Center. There it wasn't even a church, just a little little, little four clapboard building. And I can tell you there were some, some kids, I mean, those kids were terrible. You know, we, we would pick up kids and, and drop them. then they dropped the kids home in Yellow Elder, they dropped off the bus and they pick up stones and they throw it at the bus. <laughs> they just came from Sunday school. You know, and, and one of those young men, I met, and he was a leader. Yeah. And he was, he was, boy, he was terrible. But you know what? He's a pastor now.
2: Wow! <laughs> he's, married one, he's
0: married to one of Antoine's and sisters.
2: Oh, wow! And he's
0: a pastor. He works at BEC, uh, but he's one of the pastors and he's a, he's a worship leader now. Boy, but that boy was terrible. <laughs> he did it 360. You know? Yeah, he has he have a good testimony. He did it 360. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! They're talking about 180 at the service this morning. He did
1: 360. Yeah!
3: yeah.
0: But Sunday school is. Uh, uh, there are a lot of kids who are on the island who go to Sunday school. There's three o'clock Sunday schools, and but uh, the but seminar mentioned that he went to Sunday school three times on a Sunday. Yeah. Okay. But most of the time, Sunday school started at three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Okay. Quickly, as we move on, next we will see how the enemies of Judah responded to Jehoshaphat's efforts to instruct the people of Judah in the ways of the Lord. Uh, whenever we uh, leaders try to do something that is biblical, uh, there's going to be some opposition. So let's look at that last passage we have, uh, 2 Chronicles 17, 10-13. Who want to take that one. To
2: the care of the and all the kingdom of the Lamb, that's around the Jordan. So they didn't fight against the Jews, the Some of the Philistines also wore their sons of the Lord as a tribute to the Jews, and the Arabs called him, which was 7,700, perhaps, and 7,700. Those <coughs> that grew stronger and stronger. He built fortresses and starved cities in China and carried out great works in the past Yet fighting men brilliant forwards and troops strong. It was obvious to others that all of the community of that strong should that God was that broken. The they expressed it in two ways. To and it was a fair problem for the nation. The response of the surrounding nation. more. Mm-hmm.
0: Notice uh, two points that are mentioned here uh, in this article. Um, uh, Two points that uh, how God was at work in the southern kingdom uh, and how it is, is expressed by those who noticed it. First of all, terror. The response of the surrounding nations was not the fear of Judah, but the fear of the Lord. See, and that's what we want. to. Be. We don't want people to fear us. No. We want them to fear the God we serve. Yes. And uh, this happened with Judah. And then tribute. These gifts to Jehoshaphat were expressions of congratulations. The Philistines and the Arabs hoped, giving these tribute, this tribute, would keep them on the good side <laughs> of Judah. Okay? You always want to be on the good side of people. You don't want to be on the bad side. Okay? Always on the good side. Okay, notice uh, the influence, what influence looks like, according to John Maxwell on page 160. Uh, Influences uh, do what? They have a genuine love for others, right? It's not fake. It's real it's genuine okay uh, official influencers constantly look for ways to encourage others all right not to put them down or to condemn them or criticize them or find out what's wrong with them but to encourage them look at the finer points the good points and then influencers willingly give their time to others uh, they're not stingy with their time they're not selfish with their time they're willing to take whatever time it is, is necessary yes. uh, at their own expense and many times mm-hmm. and then influences are people of integrity okay they can be trusted yes. uh, Jehoshaphat was a person of integrity his character, character was focused on the things of God to have influence in someone's life we must first of all earn the right to be heard and that calls for integrity you know, there are people who, when someone who doesn't have an integrity, go have integrity, get up to speak. I've seen people just suck their teeth, get up and walk out. Okay? What kind of, question number five, last question. What kind of spiritual legacy do you want to leave to your children and grandchildren?
3: Holiness and righteousness.
0: A godly one, right? Yes. Holiness and Righteousness. righteousness. Okay, let's look at uh, Leave a Legacy on page 60, the activity here. Take a moment to consider developing a spiritual will as a legacy legacy to your family. Describe what you want to leave your loved ones in regard to a relationship with God. Anybody?
3: All I remember that the things of this world are not important, but what you do for Christ. Okay.
0: You don't necessarily have to share it, but I encourage you to write it.
3: Write it out. Keep it.
0: And if you think it can be a benefit to someone else, then feel free to share it. I have
2: a lot of grandchildren.
0: Mm -hmm. 13 grandchildren. So
2: I'm always counseling and sharing. Okay.
0: (laughs) Very good. Anyone else? I go along with that. Okay. (laughs) All right, page 61.
3: Yes, live it
0: up. How will you let God use you to impact and influence others? Three ways. Pray. As you begin each day, ask God to give you opportunities to be a godly influence to those you encounter. And then secondly, thank. Who has modeled a godly life before you in such a way that you wanted to follow his or her example? Contact that person and say thank you for influencing your own walk with Christ. And then thirdly, invest. Meet with two or three others whom you you can encourage and influence, consider ways to teach them God's word. One option is to take them through a discussion of the same study from the life of King Asa. All right, so there we have some examples of how we can flesh this lesson out today in our own lives and be an impact on the lives of others in terms of leaving a a godly legacy. Um, We need to be reminded of how important a spiritual legacy is. Many people think of other kinds of legacy uh, to leave behind, but a spiritual legacy will last for eternity. Uh, And uh, that we be encouraged uh, to leave behind.